We love hip hop. All right. Let's have a conversation. Mm. Let's do it. How you feeling, yo? I'm so fucking happy right now. Like, this is day three in Canada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm walling the fuck out. Like, I'm like two seconds away from losing my voice, but uh, no, nah, I'm going to keep it moving. Yeah, last night we were at the keg. But um, let's even get into it. I'm going to do the intro um, before we even get into the whole rolling intro that I like to do and stuff like Actually, fuck that. Before I even introduce you. You sound like you. your voice is going right now. Yeah. You've been moving nonstop for the last three days. Like, what's going on? I think literally since the moment I landed, we've been moving from like podcast to podcast to working to shooting skits to videos. Like we're literally shooting a music video for the past two days. Holy smokes. How much sleep have you had? Hours, oh, shit. Roughly. Yesterday, I got a whole fucking two hours. Can you Whoa. believe it? Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, this is the life of a woman on the grind. Literally. I love it. Well, let's introduce you to the people in the audience who don't know who you are. If they don't, they're living under a rock, right? But for the people who are in the listening audience, who is hearing this lovely voice, and for the people who are watching on YouTube, you know, make sure to subscribe, all that good stuff. And salute to our sponsors, Astro Pink. If you know, you know, hit them up on their Instagram, my Astro, or sorry, Astro underscore Pink, and on their website, Astro, or my Astro Pink. .com. I'm fucking up today. <laughs> but with no further ado, we have damn homie in the motherfucking building. You're so so talk to me. You you're a woman of many hats. Yeah. You're you're doing comedy. You're you're are are you trying to delve into the acting a little bit too right now? Comedy, acting. I've been acting for a while. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I just, mm-hmm. you know, never really took it seriously because I I was, you know. I was doing real estate for a while. So I always, you know, it's one of those things I got into and I was just so good at it that I thought like that was my calling Mm -hmm. because I loved like the grind of like having to like, you know, a show like a hundred different apartments, like finding the perfect one. Like, uh, and I don't know, like it's, it's one of those things like, you know, when you're good at something, but you're just miserable doing it. Mm -hmm. I just felt like, you know, either way, no matter what I do, I'm going to make money at it. But I have to love what I do because I want to wake up every day, like ready to like go, you know. So honestly, like what was the question? No, just, it's just, you know, just the thing that you do, the the many hats that you wear. Right. Yeah. I feel like you don't have to just be one thing. You know, yeah. like I do comedy. I do only fans. I do acting. I could do I'll do anything but make an NFT because that's just, you know, uh, no, thank you. But. Like, you haven't been approached by the NFTs. I've been approached by I'm so sure. many, and I I just stood away from it because unless I fully understand something, I you know I feel bad like selling a product that I wouldn't even buy. Yeah, you know, like I I would sell things like what what would I like? I I like weed. I like roll up. You know, things like that that goes mm-hmm. with my brand. Like an NFT would really wouldn't. So, okay, so for the people that haven't gotten your full story, because I've been doing my research on on the internets and. I don't have a lot of interviews. You're doing a lot of interviews right now, but yeah, I, I need to get the full damn homie story, right? So you're born in Russia, born right? in Moscow, born in Moscow. Yeah. Now, um, you were living there, mom and dad, and from the research, dad. just dad, because your dad. mom left at five when I was years five, old. Yeah. yeah, when I was five, my mom got up and left. Mm-hmm. She left me and my sister, who wasn't my father's. But he decided to take care of her, too, because he didn't want to separate us. Okay. So growing up, you know, my father raised us and he always told me, like, no, you're good. Like, I never felt like I was missing anything. And, you know, because he was two parents in one, like he Mm -hmm. did 
Like my father is the reason I do what I do now. Okay. A lot of people go like, oh, where's her dad? Because I'd be shaking ass. My father helps me film a lot of my skits, actually. Wow. Like my father literally is my best friend. There's nothing he doesn't know about me. Yeah. He knows more than like my homegirls know because, you know, family is everything at the end of the day. No, your sure. friends are c- come and go, but your father, you know, if you have a father, a woman needs that, you know, like a man needs a mom. Yeah. A woman needs a father to teach her how to not be a fucking tatara. Yeah. Bro, if my father didn't raise me, I'd be a bozo to clown like the rest of these hoes, you know? And thank God. Yeah. I always say, thank God she left because had she stuck around, it would have been worse for me. Well, at one point you guys met again and I want to get to that later in, in our history. You know what I'm Yo, saying? Yo, how do you know these things? Who sent you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do my research. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, you know, okay, even before we get to you in the teenage years, like what was childhood like, you know, in Russia, in Moscow, there's the three of y'all living together. So the, did your sister stay with you? No, it was us and then my grandmother. Okay. Like I always had family around me, my aunt, my cousins, you know, but mm. it was like, from what I remember, it was always my dad and my two sisters. And we would always, every weekend we'd do something either, you know, go to the amusement park. But in Russia growing up, it was beautiful. Like, yeah, I really loved it. And then one day when I was nine, my dad just said, oh, we're going to America. We're moving. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, America. Wow. The minute we landed, I'm looking around. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is this? It's trash everywhere. It looked mad dirty. Nothing like you what you think America's going to be. Yeah. But, you know, I had no choice. I was like, fuck, I'm nine years old. Like, I, I can't fucking pick up and go back home. Yeah. But I guess every parent in Russia, their thing is like, if you bring your kids to America, you're basically putting them in a position to win. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think I would have been more in a position to win had I stayed. Because had I stayed out over there, just being beautiful is not enough. Everybody's okay. beautiful. You have to be intelligent. And there's two diplomas. It's either the one where you get straight A's, mm-hmm. which is the basic one, or the one if you even get one B or C. You get the other diploma and automatically they look down on you. Like really? intelligence is very, you know, you need it out there. Yeah. So I feel like if I stayed, I would have focused more on like my education. I would have been married, had like five kids by now, but that's not what my father wanted. Mm. He knew like for some reason from when I was little that I wasn't normal and I was never going to be normal. And he's never pushed me to like get married, have kids. He's always pushed me against it. Like okay. every time I get in a relationship, He'd be like, like, uh, like, do you really need this shit? Like, what do you really need them for? Yeah. You know, and it's like whether and my father is not a hater. Like, you know, he's 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 met my ex and he loved him. But I just feel like he never looked at me as like, oh, she's meant to just be a wife and have, you know, pop out kids. Mm-hmm. It's like he knew that. I don't know. Maybe what it is is that like he wanted a boy so bad. And when I came out. He was like, fuck, you know, this is my karma. This is going to be literally when I came out, my father knew, oh, my God, she's my karma for all the hoes I fucked. Because my dad was like a player. He was a playboy. Play a player when he was younger. And that's what he always tells me. He's like, bro, you know how many women I've had? Like, you know, until I met your mom, like I I was just doing me. Like and he always put it in my head that don't take none of these men seriously until it's the one Mm -hmm. you're going to know. And the way you're going to know is nothing's going to bother you. Yeah. You know, and it's like I feel like he feels like. If you're doing all this, making your own bread, it's like you don't need to be with nobody, mm-hmm. you know? So, and he's right. What was your first job? I was a hostess at a diner in Brooklyn. 
he my father actually forced me to do it i graduated high school like six months early and okay. i'm thinking yes now i get to wake up at three in the afternoon every day and smoke until i gotta get to college <laughs> my father said oh no you're gonna get a job you're not just gonna sit at home and smoke yeah so he drove me to this diner and was like go go fill out a job application mind you at the time he was giving me an, an allowance probably what people get paid a month you know mm. what i mean so i'm like why would i get a job like and, and work every day to get a hundred dollars a week and he said because you're about to have a very nice life and I want you to appreciate it. And it was the best thing anyone could have did for me because it really humbled the fuck out of me that until I got fired. Yo, that shit humbled me. And, Why'd you know, you get now fired? I feel like. It, Why? Yeah. Oh, because my fucking manager told me to clean something. I said, I'm not the fucking cleaning lady. I'm the hostess. And he said, get out. I'm like, all right, no doubt. <laughs> the fuck? Like, who wants to be a hostess here anyway? And then that shit got closed down regardless and it burned down. So, huh? Suck my dick. <laughs> give a shit. You've always had the hustler spirit. Always. Have you always known that you had the hustler spirit or is it something that you realized later, like maybe in your teenage years? I realized it later because when I was younger, it's like I've never been a follower. I've always been like a type A personality. And mm -hmm. but the thing is, um, have I always been a what? I'm sorry. A hustler. A hustler. Um. I wasn't as much when I was younger, like when I was 18, going to college, my dad gave me everything. So yeah. his biggest fear was like, I don't want her to like, how is she going to survive if I'm not around? Like he was scared. Like if something happened to him, I wouldn't like know, you know, how to take care of myself. Yeah. And I think, I don't know what it was. I think once I started, you know, doing real estate and then I moved on to this, mm -hmm. I think that's what really made me grow the fuck up overnight. Cause I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I'm thinking, you know, people do skits. It's like, oh, it's all fun and games. And yeah. it's not. This shit got so much drama in it. Like not as much as like rapper drama, but if, if you could picture this, we're all together trying to do a funny skit and people are literally arguing over it. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like the shit that happens. It's like basically, I think when you do something you love and you know you're fucking good at it. Like it's going to make you a hustler. Yeah. Like I look at it like this is a video game to me. I don't I don't check the score like until I win until I get to the final level. Like I'm not even looking at what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So until you until you you reach the final boss, the final <laughs> boss. <laughs> yeah. Like, so let me ask you, mm. even let's stay back in like your your upbringing, right? Yeah. Because you came from Russia. Mm. Did you guys like? did you know how to speak English when you first got here? No, I knew like literally cat and hello and <laughs> dog. That's it. I knew three words. And yo, kids are fucking mean. That's like, what I'm thinking. I knew no English and people literally made fun of me. So I got kicked. The first school I got kicked out of, Um, I think it was like I was in the school for a week mm -hmm. and these girls started making fun of me. And I fucking I was I was mad young. I was like, what, 10 years old? And I bit this bitch and I fought her. Oh, so shit. I got kicked out of that school. Then my father found this other school, this very expensive private school. He's like, they're not kicking her out of here. Mm -hmm. I think I got kicked out the day before school started. Damn. Yo, literally every school I ever went to. By the way, Adelphi Academy, fuck you and suck my dick. <laughs> if I had one, please do. Um, that's, well, that's two of five. Oh, oh no, I got, uh, if I'm a pothead, so I'm trying to, Bay, Bay Ridge Academy too. Okay. P.S. I'm going to give you a list later, but pretty much every school I ever went to, I got kicked out because anytime people made fun of me, like I was never a talker. Mm -hmm. Like I talk now, but when it comes to like trying me, I don't talk, you know, like you just pop off. Yeah, I just pop. So it's like now I try to be chill because it's like you can't really be punching people and like, you know, 
for no reason nowadays, but that's why I smoke weed. Six schools. That's what it is. It was yeah, like six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So, okay. You got into the real estate, right? What brought you to the real estate? Because, you know, you, you were started at a diner. Is that the only job that you had before you got into no, the real estate? No, I've had plenty of jobs. Like I had, um, my favorite job, honestly, was a waitress. Okay. I was working at this hookah spot that I actually loved. And I, like, I started working there because I figured like all my friends come here anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I might as well fucking get paid to just chill here. Yeah. Yo, it was the easiest job I ever had. Like at the time I was going to college. So I gained like 30 pounds, mm -hmm. the freshman 30. Um, and my ass was like so fat at the time. And this is like before like BBLs were really fucking, it's either you had an ass or you didn't. Right. And I fucking, I'm thinking like I'm fat as shit, bro. I would get tips for literally doing nothing. <laughs> then I worked in an eyeglass store. That was the worst job I ever had. Cause they wanted me to organize shit. Yo, the day I was ready to leave, I just fucking threw all the glasses in one box and fucking yeah. left. Yo, fuck them too. <laughs> well, what else? Um, but real estate, how did I get to it? I yeah. think because before, while I was going to college, I would do music videos mm -hmm. like for fun, literally like a, and a lot of girls like I would work with. They took it so seriously. Like those girls I started with till this day, they're still doing music videos. And it's like, day. bitch, you're 45. Relax. So, like, what are you doing? You're hold, still hold doing on a music second. videos. So you did music videos. Any, yeah. any notoriety, notable yeah, names? Yeah, like I was, um, you know, like Dips at Pitbull, like okay. a, bun a bunch of videos. Like, and my goal at the end was like, I just want to do King Magazine because, mm, you know, and, and King. yeah, because at the time, like it was just that was, you know, it was King or Smooth. Yeah. Or I forgot what the other one was, but those were like the main ones that would go through jails and shit. Mm -hmm. And it was like super popular at the time. So once I did that, I felt like I accomplished everything I wanted to. So I just stopped because I looked at it like, um, you know, if whether what's the point, if I'm going to keep doing videos, even if I become the top bitch, what am I really winning here? Like, like they don't have a good reputation. Everybody looks down on you. I've never ever like no one ever got near me at that time because I yeah. had a man of 10 years. But it's like, you know, it's not like people will talk so much shit about me and I never gave a fuck. But I felt like I was just all right. I have my fun. It's like uh, I'm good now. Mm -hmm. So I but I had that mentality of like when you do videos, you have to run around like you have to go from casting to casting mm -hmm. like and you got to know like. So I felt like I like that's what real estate is. You're literally running from appointment to appointment and you got to figure out any way. Like, let's say you don't have a key to the apartment, bro, like someone that wants to rent that apartment or sell it, they'll come through a fucking window if they have to, they'll come through a chimney. Yeah. But someone that really don't want to work hard, it's like, they'll give up, you know? So I felt like I'm meant to do it. And also at the time, I think everyone was watching like million dollar listing mm -hmm. and it looked so fucking easy. It looks like you just show an apartment and you make fucking 5,000, $500,000 off it. Yeah. That is not what it is at all. Real estate is fucking hard. And a lot of people actually don't even renew their license after two years. Okay. So that was my goal was like to renew it. Once I renewed it, I was about to, when I went to renew it for the third time, that's when I started doing videos. Mm -hmm. My father said, just to renew it just in case. And I said, no, I don't want to have a backup plan. That's it. Mm -hmm. Literally, I, whatever money I saved up, I said, my father said, basically like, just try. Like, and I told him at the time, nah, it's too late. Like I already started doing other shit. And he's like, bro, just please. 
try. If anything, I got you. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to try, but I'm going to do everything in my power to where I will never ask him for help because I know I have it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I did it, people really don't know what it really takes to do this. Like, bro, every, all the money I had, I literally for one year was doing skits. I didn't make that $1 for one year. Okay. Every day doing it five to 10 skits. And you don't post all of them, but it's all practice or, you know what I mean? And it's like, Every day you're working and a lot of people can't work for a full year every day for free. But that's really what it is. When I started making money, let's say I'll get 1500 for a skit. Mm-hmm. I'll take that money, buy myself a plane ticket to L.A., go to L.A. for three days, stay somewhere, like try to collab with as many people as possible. Go yeah. back home, maybe get a promo of that. Again, take that, fly to Atlanta, mm-hmm. shoot with all those people. And you got literally it's it never stops. Any money you make, you have to reinvest it. Yes. And that's the reason that I made the money I made is because I literally had no plan B and I went full force and I literally depended on no one but myself. And it, it, I got, I still feel like I'm lucky, even though there's no such thing as luck. You make your own luck, but Mm -hmm. anyone that thinks this is easy, it's like, bro, you, you wouldn't last, you know? Yeah. No, you, 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 you have a really interesting story and. I want to get to the part now where, cause you, we, we've gotten through the real estate and we're here at the content creation. Take us through the first video. The first video, I was literally just in my hood. Like I was chilling with the weed man mm-hmm. and I was just like, we were just like, um, talking and I'm like, yo, let's shoot a video real quick. Um, but I didn't tell him what I was going to do. I said, just go with it. Cause he's not an actor. So I felt like he was going to, it was going to sound mad fake. He would have yeah. been like, Oh, what? So. I'm like, just go with it. I'm going to walk and you just call, cat call me and tell me, yo, because in Brooklyn, that's like a normal thing. You mm-hmm. walk down the street, guys are always going to stop and be like, yo, you want to ride? And you throw pennies at their car. You know what I mean? <laughs> or soda. But I, my favorite is a Snapple when, yeah. it, when they had the glass bottles. Because the fuck, the fuck do I look like? Yeah, I'm good. I really need a fucking ride, but mm-hmm. I'm walking three blocks. So we went to record it and it was one take. I remember looking at it thinking, ah, shit, I, like, I, I don't like how I look. But honestly, you can, but you can't move with that mentality. Is yeah. it funny or not? I posted it like nothing really happened. And then a month later, it just went viral for no fucking reason. Like my family in Russia saw it like literally, I think on Facebook, it got reposted 300,000 times. Wow. Then it went to Instagram. Then it went to YouTube. And it was just everywhere to the point where I'm like, fuck, like now I'm the let me see your dick girl. You know, the video is basically yeah. me. Like, no, I know, I know the video yeah. when you, 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 the dude says, yo, shorty, you want to ride? And then you jump in the, you jump in the ride and you're like, all right, so pu- pull it out or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, everyone's like, wait, but that never happens in real life. I'm like, that actually happened to me when I was like 21 years old. I think I was um by Peggy O'Neill's in Coney Island. And mm-hmm. literally um it was like a bunch of us. And this guy kept trying to talk to me. And I said, yo, I'll give you my number right now. But you got to pull your dick out in front of everybody. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, then I can't give you my number because you're not going to waste my time. Mm. So he didn't do it. And I and I always put that in the back of my mind. Like men stay being mad thirsty. But if a bitch straight came to you and said, yo, I'll suck your dick right now. Pull your pants out. They would never. They're scared. Like A lot of men would just freeze up. They, it's like, uh, that's uh, like more porn stuff. And everyone stuff. would say, oh, yeah. I wouldn't freeze up. You would. Because I didn't. I've done that more than once. And I've never had. I wish someone would say, oh, yeah, here you go. Like, fuck out of here. You're no telling one. me nobody took you up on your offer ever. No. 
You're crazy. No, because they think I, they they literally think I'm fucking with them. Like, what are you trying to cut my dick off? It's like, no. <laughs> they know a camera's on them at this point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, OK, so let's continue here. Right. Um, at 18 years old now, mm-hmm. you re-meet with your biological mom. I was 15. It was, 15? It was 10 years later. 10 years later. So what was that like? It you, was hey, you're in a bar and you guys met up like what, she, what happened no, she there? took me to the Russian Samovar, which is like a Russian bar in mm-hmm. the city. It was weird, like like because she's telling everybody I'm 21 years old. Like, why would you have your 15 year old daughter who you're meeting for the first time in a bar giving me apple martinis? You know what I mean? I yeah. thought I remember thinking, like, who is this bitch? Like, are you serious? Like, what's wrong with you? The next time I seen her, I was 18. Mm-hmm. It was my friend, um, my friend's birthday that I grew up with. And he's like doing life in jail now. And literally it was me and my three friends. And my mom came and was like, oh, it's my birthday. And it was my homeboy's birthday that's doing life. Mm-hmm. So she's like, get in. We got in the limo. She came to Brooklyn to pick us up. We got in the limo, went back to the Russian Samovar. This is three years later. Mm-hmm. We smoke a blunt on the way there. This is still when weed, like, you know, like, you would get arrested for basically smoking. Yeah. And it was considered like a drug back then, allegedly. And so I'm thinking this is not normal. Like, I don't even take Tylenol with my father, but I'm smoking weed with my biological mother. Like, I thought like something's wrong with this person. Like, this can't be normal. Mm. But after that, I just, you know, I, I feel like I, I'm one of those people. I'll give you a hundred chances, but I also will let you play yourself. Yeah. And once you do that, it's like, bro, at the end of the day, it's not really who gives you birth. It's who raises you. And my stepmother that my dad met when I was 12, mm-hmm. that's my mother. Like, that's the woman who anytime, you know, like I need a mother, she's there. Even though I felt like I never needed it. And my father, every like him looking for a wife was, I'm not just looking for a wife. I'm looking for a mom for her. Mm-hmm. I never needed it. But bro, what I have is like, per, like I'm very lucky, yeah. you know, so every in life, yo, Cause think about it at the time I like that's fucked for my father you know mm-hmm. like he's thinking yo like what am I gonna do like he's a single man you know like he has a full-time job and now he's stuck raising a little girl and like a fucking what was I a five and a 15 year old yeah and he at the time he was like bro I, I didn't know what the fuck to do but look in the end it's like everything really did work itself out and that's how life really is like right now you could be going through the worst shit of your life Bro, 10 years later, you're going to look back and laugh. Don't ever think this is it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is not it at all. Uh, Shit sure. always gets better and better. But yeah. then life wouldn't be interesting if everything was always great. It's like, it got to be a little. Fucked. It's got to be peaks and valleys. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And even like um, to wrap up like the family stuff, right? Does your mom know that you're popping on the gram and like you're, you're no an idea. influencer? Since I was 18, I haven't spoken to her again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because I'm sure, like, you know, if she pops up, opens her phone and goes on any, like, social media, she might see you pop up on the Explorer page or something. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think she knows her daughter's dad. Like, I have uh, my my sister that she left with my father. Mm-hmm. She just passed away two months ago. R.I.P. And, yeah. And she had a, she just had, she had a little girl, you know. I have to literally go to Russia now to basically sign paperwork to make sure she gets adopted. Mm-hmm. Because... It's such a fucked up thing. And it makes you think like, that's crazy. You know, like you don't like, I don't think she even cares, you know, like, but her daughter, like, I don't know. It's fucked. It was like two months ago. And I, I think she overdosed or something. Damn. But at, at my sister always had like 
like one thing in my family, it's like, I feel like my mother's side was always like alcoholics, drug addicts. Mm-hmm. My father's side was always like the ones that very smart, intelligent, like, you know, do everything right. So my father's biggest fear was always like, you know, making sure that I go on his side and not, but I felt like my sister because she was older, you know, it's like, I feel like she kind of fell into that. And yeah. sadly, you know, two months ago she passed away and it's like, I don't even know what my mother is and she don't know what she don't. I don't think she cares if whether I'm alive, whether she's alive. Like that's just some people are not meant to be mothers. You yeah, know? Yeah. No, I, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, condolences. <sighs> Shout out to our sponsors, Astro Pink, always coming with that loud, loud. Check them out on their website, myastropink.com, or you can hit them up on Instagram at Astro underscore Pink. If you know, you know. Um, Let's start getting into the content, though, because you're you're popping on the gram. You're popping like in a lot of different places like your YouTube. You know what I'm saying? How do you link up with Worldstar? Yo, honestly, like shout out World Star by the and way. R.I.P. You know to mean? Q, by the way. R.I.P. to Q. Yeah. Shout out, shout out Joe. Shout out Danny. Shout out Pete. Shout out Rambo. Shout out fucking Alien. Persist. Like everybody. Shout out World Star. That ass because they're they literally change lives. Like, mm-hmm. like I worked. You know, my goal was always like, like the thing with World Star and people don't understand is they just want to see you work. Mm-hmm. Like they really could them posting you could change everything for you, but they're not just giving that out. Yeah. Like they want to see people that work hard and are actually talented. And it's like, you know, the way I linked with them is um my boy Joe, like fucking that's like my brother, you know. At the time, like um I was uh, what was it? It was like a lineup and we were uh, like, I was getting posted every single night. It was like, um, at night, like at nighttime. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was just like, I started coming up with this thing called, um, the truth is. Okay. So it's like, I lay in bed and I just talk to the camera. Like I'm talking to a man above me and I'm basically saying like, the truth is, and I'll say things like, you know, the truth is I'm only fucking you. Cause the man I really want is not here or mm. doesn't want me. And I just say everything a man does not want to hear before sex. Cold. And I think the truth is like little by little, you know, like that, that. So it's like, you got to keep, keep coming. Like my thing is I, I had to just keep, keep coming up with new shit because mm-hmm. you know, world, like the thing is Instagram constantly changes. It's like rules and guidelines yeah. and Worldstar has to stick to it because they, they're the biggest page on the internet right now. It's like, so they can't take the chance of anything getting deleted. Mm-hmm. So it's like every time my skits are super sexual and it's like, I always had to like really pay attention to like, what am I allowed to do? What am I not allowed to do? But, you know, you, you, my thing is you have to just study like what they can post. Yeah. And another thing is a lot of times people make the mistake of like, if they're not getting posted, they'll try to DM and be like, Oh, what the fuck? You know, like, why aren't you posting me? And it's like, the thing is no one owes you anything in life. You know what I mean? Like whether I'm getting posted or not, the people at Worldstar are my friends, their family at this point, regardless, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it's like, if that's not how you feel, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to last with that type of mentality. Yeah, You know what I mean? My friends, like my family at this point helped me, but at the end of the day, it's up to me to do the rest, you know, like now that I have a platform, and I have the money to do anything I want. Now it's my job to take it to the next level. No one owes me to keep, keep, keep pushing me forever. Mm-hmm. You have your time. And then what are you going to do with it? You know, either you could fuck, fuck it and just use it for clout, for attention, or you could actually make a career out of it. Yeah. Use so, it valuably. Yeah. So. 
and and there's sometimes at one point that you went through some some rougher times, some some low times, right? It's like through like the relationships to styles, right? Bro, I feel like all my my interviews go so dark always, right? Am I? No, I think you have a really interesting story, and it, it needs to be told because the peaks and valleys took took. Like look where we're in. We're in four seasons. We're chilling out. Four seasons in Toronto. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you were, yeah. we're here in Toronto. So you've done well for yourself. But the peaks and valleys come and, you know, things happen, right? Yeah. So tell me about this low point that you went through. Like you went through depression and stuff like that. And I think the lowest point I went through was probably when my um when I was with my ex fiance and then when we broke up, um, it was like, a, I feel like I, t- I talk about this so much that mm-hmm. it's like, I wish, you know what I mean? It was like boring already, but basically, you know, after we broke up and I, I did a jail bit with him and all the drama and he ended up killing his, like the, the girl he was cheating on me with the whole time, which that's crazy. Cause this is the thing with women. You're dating a guy and the, a woman's biggest issue was like, he's not posting me. He's hiding me, sweetie. A man could literally post you every day, have in his bio, I'm property of Amanda. Mm -hmm. He will still cheat. Like, it doesn't matter. I had a man who I was with every fucking day. That was so much on my dick. I was like, how do you have a side bitch in Baltimore? That's literally five hours away. How? Yeah. Do you teleport? Like, when? You know what I mean? Like, but the thing is, when I found out he had a side chick in Baltimore, I was like, bro, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like. Like men, like some of these men literally think they could like beat on women and fucking cheat on them. It's like pick a struggle, pick mm. one or the other, you know, but it was uh, so much shit at the time that I was like, I'm good on this. Yeah. And the like a lot of times women go through like domestic violence and it's hard to leave, you know, because you feel like you're the only one going through it. And it's like, you're really not like, bro, the first time it happens, just be fucking out. Yeah. Not even, you know what I mean? Not like I'm scared. Like, I, I fight back, you know what I mean? But my thing is like, who raised you? You know what I mean? Who yeah. raised a pussy like that? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, because like he he went away for seven months. He yeah, came home, and came back because he, he had seven you. months left of his 10-year parole from yeah. beating the shit out of his baby moms from 10 years before I even knew about him. Um, but when um what really hurt me, I think, is like, even though the side, the the side girl, I hate saying side bitch because it's like, you know, it's like I don't want to shit on her memory, even yeah. though we weren't like best friends. The way I met her, though, is the way I found out about her is she knew about me the whole time. That was like mm. his best friend from eighth grade. Meanwhile, that, you know, that was his friend from eighth grade that, you know, he was fucking on the side. Yeah. And she basically hit me up and told me what was going on. And I was just like, yo, you're mad cool. And I started talking to her mad friendly because I feel crazy. like if I would have been like, yo, fuck you, da da da, I would have not gotten no information. But yeah. me being mad cool. I was like, nah, like I could get whatever I need out of her then. Mm-hmm. So we had a conversation and yo, that girl was actually cool. Like at the end of that conversation, I was like, bro, on some real shit, if it wasn't for him, we would be friends. Yeah. Like you are cool. You're mad pretty. Like I could, I literally said, I could see why he likes you. And I said, and I could tell you actually, you love him more than I do. Mm. You're, she was okay with getting cheated on and I wasn't. So I said, bro, if you love him that much, he's yours. You can have him. Yeah. So they got, he married her because I basically, you know, um, stopped the engagement. Mm-hmm. And two months later, he would like start calling me, harassing me. And I was just like, you know, I not with it. And then one day he just calls me and like, is trying to link me. And I'm, and I just hang up on him. He goes to her family reunion where everybody was, her kids, 
like all her cousins, her mother, like her sister, like like 200 people mm-hmm. and shot her in front of all of them. Crazy. And went on the run, you know? So it's like that really fucking hurt me just because she had two kids that wasn't his. Mm-hmm. And he always told her, like, the reason I can't be with you is because you have kids with other men. And it's like he despised her for it. And would always say, like, the reason he would rather be with me is because, like, I could give him a child, like, and not, he don't got to take care of other people's kids. Yeah. The thing is, like, bro, like, you know, now those two girls got to grow up without a mother, like, and she was a good mom. Mm-hmm. Her only mistake in life was just choosing the wrong man and yeah. staying too long. That's crazy. Because it could have, it could have been me, it could have been her, it could have been anyone. Like, people always say it could have been you. It's like, bro, it, it wasn't going to be me. Yeah. Because I'm not with that shit, bro. I'll fucking stab you before you ever even get near me. You know, that's a crazy situation right there. I feel like my whole life is pretty much crazy situation after crazy after crazy. It gets crazy and crazier. But what I learned is and I feel like that's why I do comedy is I learned how to laugh at shit. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, some things are not funny at all, but I could look back and say, wow, like. Yo, you know, like I really made it through that and I'm still here and I'm fucking getting better and better every year. You know, like if I could do it, why can't you like anyone yeah. could do that shit? Yeah. So. So far with like all the people that you've met, you know, I see you in doing posts with Michael Blackson, all these different influencers, comedians and stuff like that. Have you ever fanned out? Let me think. Um, Where you're like, uh, uh, and then after you're like, oh, never. Did I even speak English? <laughs> I don't, yo, that's crazy. I'm, I'm trying to like think, have I ever fanned out? I've never fanned out. Mm. every person i met because it's like bro i've been around like celebrities my whole life so mm-hmm. it's like it was never nothing special to me and i i don't know it's just i can't think of one person <laughs> i mean it's i so i don't fan out but sometimes i will say like oh wow this is cool like this is the person i used to really watch like because after all that shit happened mm-hmm. the that's kind of the reason why i started doing instagram is because i used to watch skits like going through my depression and it would like lighten my mood like i'd watch you know CeeLo, prince z like daniel yeah. fucking like all these people that now are people i speak to on a daily basis that are my best friends you know mm-hmm. so i think just no i've never i've never been starstruck and you know who who would really make me starstruck shit um yeah like i'm trying to think i don't know I, I literally can't think of anyone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you see as the, the final, like the main, the big, big picture, like the final damn homie product? It's never going to be a final. No matter what I accomplish, I feel like I'm not there yet. And I think that's the only way not to ever fall off is to just keep, keep, keep going. Like I could make a billion dollars tomorrow. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to, the end goal is basically what's everybody's end goal to be successful. You know what I mean? Mm. To like, to not have to ever introduce yourself to people, like to just be able to do whatever the fuck you want. Honestly, my end goal is to keep getting better every year. Every year I got to be better than the last. Yeah. I got to look better. I got to be funnier. My videos got to look better. Like just the shit, um, I want to write, you know what I mean? Like I want to, everything I've been writing for the past four years, I want to come to life. Mm. And when everything comes to life and people see what I've been working on this whole time, you know? Okay. What's one thing with all the things that you've, you've gone through the ups and downs, what's one thing that you wish you knew now, then that you know now? Basically 
you know, when you're younger and your parents like want to be your best friend and you keep pushing them away because you'd rather hang out with your friends. Mm -hmm. What I wish I would have known then is how cool my fucking father is. Like my dad really is the shit. Like, and I, at back then, you know, you go like, oh, dad, you're like embarrassing me. Mm -hmm. And it's like now, you know, talking to my father now that I'm older and we could talk about anything. I'm like, wow, like he's lit as fuck. It's like, I just wish like, I appreciated it more. And we never went through that shit of like the teenage years of like the little arguments we had, like, even though we never really argued, like I never really got beat as a kid, but I just wish I knew back then, like really how like lucky I was. Like mm. you don't realize that till you're older and you look back and you see everything your parents do for you. And you're like, yo, like, thank you. You know what I mean? You didn't yeah. have to do none of that. You could have just fucking threw me in the trash and been smoking crack. Yeah. Like, thank you for not doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's my only regret in life. It's like just wishing I figured it out sooner. But the fact that I figured it out before it was too late is the best because, you know, make sure like spend as much time with your parents, your grandparents, because mm -hmm. you don't know how long they have. Yeah. And those are the only people that really give a fuck about you. You know, so that's my thing. Oh, that's real talk right there. That's, that's jewelry right there. Right? They say, yo, homie, damn homie. Yeah. And, you know, obviously... Big up to 50 Cent, a.k.a. Curtis Jackson. You know what I'm saying? I, I know that's an inspiration of yours. To, yeah. You know what I'm Growing saying? up, it's like all I listened to was Dipset, G-Unit, The Locks. You know what I mean? But but G-Unit was my shit. Like, I literally wore G-Units. You know what I mean? <laughs> you had the like, sneaks? You had the Reebok yeah, sneaks? Yeah, I had the pink ones. <laughs> Like, shit. That's literally my whole childhood. Matter of fact, that's how I still write skits. Mm. I have to listen to music from that time in my life. Okay. Like the, I literally listen to like, young, like Young Buck. Yes, I still listen to Young Buck. I don't give a fuck what nobody got to say. <laughs> Lloyd Banks, like Tony Yayo, like Tony Yayo's album is still fire. You know what I mean? Like I literally have, <laughs> <laughs> I still, and I literally still have a copy of like the actual album, like mm. the Get Rich or Die Trying. I feel like everybody needs to just have that CD in their car, even if, you know, for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's like, obviously like the biggest inspiration, you know? No, no, salute to 50 Cent and, and salute to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for having this conversation with me. Thank I, you for coming here this late. <laughs> listen, I, I feel like, you know, you're doing your thing and you're going to be growing and doing more and more. And this is important to be able to have this nice, calm and like concise conversation so that people moving forward, they can look back and be like, oh, you know, you might be. You might get into the, the media and be wilding out, but then they could look back and be like, oh, that's how she's really like, yo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you for doing this. Do you have thank any last, you. any parting words for the audience? Anything you, any things you want to shout out? Things you got coming up? Yo, thank you to all my friends out here. Like literally since the moment I landed, I, you know, you think like you're going to another country and you don't know how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Bro, shout out to Canada. Shout out to Toronto because since the moment I got here, literally my friends have been with me this whole time. Like mm. fucking Moolah. Salute to Moolah. Rambizi. Fucking Kevin from yeah. before they were famous. You know what I mean? Like the whole squad. Chroma is like uh, all these people. It's like, and tomorrow we're linking more people. It's like, yo, just the way people in Toronto are like, I fucking love y'all. Appreciate y'all. And there's so much talent in the city. And I really hope me coming here pushes other people to come here and see what the, cause the past three days have been the best three days this whole fucking year. Mm. So I really hope other people come here and see what the fuck I'm talking about and, and get to enjoy this city. 
So thank you, Canada, for having me. Shout out all my friends out here. OnlyFans slash Damn Homie 11. If we we're, we're filming the Chromas shit today, so. Tomorrow it's going to be posted by the time this interview comes out. Okay. Yeah. Damn homie in the building. Make sure to follow her on Instagram as well. It's the damn homie with the check mark. No imitations. All damn right? homie 11. Damn homie 11. All right. The one with the check mark. All right. So don't, yes. don't be following no other fake pages. All right. Yeah. And big salute to our sponsors as well. Astro pink at Astro underscore pink on Instagram. My And yeah, man, we are off of this. Deuces. We love hip hop. Hip-hop. Hip-hop.